Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 5 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. Good evening and welcome to I Am The Future. This is Season 6, Episode 4, and today is Thursday, September 2021. I'm your host, Paula Placa, along with our in-house spiritual wizard, Jim Elkin. Uh, pardon me, we got a little bit of a delay going on here. One moment. One second, one second here. Okay. At least I got introduced. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. That's right. I'm a true narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next show. Oh. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it. Anything happening on uh, on Facebook. On Facebook? Are you? Let me go to. Let me I'm go on to I the, in the future. I'm, I'm seeing it on I in the future. You are. And, then that's all that matters. Yeah, okay. Good. All right, so let me get back. Sorry about that. I was getting a delay. Uh, I'm your host, Paula Placa, along with our in-house spiritual wizard, Jim Elkin, and our resident psychic extraordinaire, life and relationship expert, Lady Fontaine. She's also known as America's number one life love psychic. A warm welcome to those watching us live on Facebook. Please give us a like on our radio show page, where you can find out all the details on our air dates and show topics. We also cover specials and discounts, offer specials and discounts, and provide tips on love, relationships, prosperity, manifesting, and so much more. Those of you watching us on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button to be notified of our new shows. We're very interested in your comments below in the live streaming. Don't forget to follow us on Blog Talk Radio too. In order for us to do our video streaming, we really need your help in liking and following us on all these various platforms. And since we are doing video, for those of you who don't know, here is James Elkin, our healing expert. Say hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Say good night, Gracie. <laughs> and of course, our lovely psychic relationship expert and intuitive life coach, Lady Fontaine. In case you're wondering, she's the one with the pink headphones. <laughs> now, if you Hello. miss the show, <laughs> you'll be able oh, to Oh, you catch were up. waving for me? No, I was Give saying me. not my not uh, headphones. Not <laughs> If anyone misses the show, you'll be able to catch up with us at any time on Eye on the Future Radio Show on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. And if you just listen to the podcast, you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or any other distributor. We've got a jam-packed show tonight, and we'll be taking calls throughout the show, so please be patient. We'll do our best to get every caller on the air to answer your questions. If you'd like to be on Lady Fontaine's mailing list, please give our screener, Mike, your real email address so we can keep in touch with you. Our phone lines are open and our switchboard is lighting up as always. And we want to hear from you. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show at 319-527-6216. That's 319-527-6216. So call us tonight on the intriguing topic of letting go of resistance. 
Call us with your questions and problems regarding this week's topics, topic, or you can just call us on anything else that you would like to discuss. We're here to answer your questions. If you wish to schedule a reading or life coaching session with Lady Fontaine, then please visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com, and she can answer all your questions and concerns there. Our last piece of business tonight is that uh, we're going to remind you that we're looking for a social media person to help us with graphics and posting. Uh, we're a really fun team, and we'd love to have you join us. This opportunity includes on-air time as desired. Our most important requirements are that you're good with technology, you have excellent home office equipment, a fast internet, and have an upbeat and fun personality. If interested, please email us at radioshow at ladyfontaine.com and either Lady Fontaine or her assistant star will get back to you. There's currently no compensation for this, <laughs> but, but it is you're great th experience. Thinking, you're thinking about my dog star from years yeah, I mean, ago. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a well, he'll help, too. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a human star. Oh, oh, okay. Men. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all good for you. It looks good on your resume, and you have an excuse to listen in every week. And, uh, benefit from all the great advice uh, we get from this show here. And one final piece of business. We are so thankful to welcome Mike to our team. He's our call screener tonight, a good friend of Jill's, and he did such a good job screening calls on our last show that we've invited him back permanently. Well, Jill might have had to done a little more begging, <laughs> but he is back to help us, and Thank we're God. very thankful. Thank you, Mike. Thank God. Now, since the show is your brainchild, Lady Fontaine, I want to turn the mic over to you. Uh, before I do, do you have any news, Lady Fontaine, for yourself to announce? Anything going I, on? I don't know. Do I? I don't know. I'm not the psychic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, the only thing I could think of that, um, that I'm up to these days is um, moving forward with the movie, finally, um, that I've been working on for many, many years. And basically, it's a movie about my family's, really, legacy um, my great uncle, Harris Levinson, um, was a big uh, hotel tycoon in the early 1900s, and he built some of the biggest, most lavish grand hotels of, the, of its day. And there's a whole bunch of history. I've worked many years in digging up with his grandchildren, who are my cousins, and um, other family members to put all the pieces together. So um, Jim knows my friend Joanna Sanchez, who's an actress and a producer, and she's going to be playing my Aunt Ray, who is who I'm named after, and ironically, looks a, I look a lot like her. And um, we're excited to, you know, to get this really rolling. But <laughs> this is like the sad, pathetic part. So Joanna told me, don't do crowdfunding. No one's going to do it. But I figured, let me just try. You figure my relatives, these are, these are the grandchildren of Harris Levinson. You would think they'd be interested in pushing this movie forward, right? <laughs> do you think anybody donated? Not one cent, zero. <laughs> Not oh, one my person. gosh. And we're asking for like $25. <laughs> oh, come on. But you know, such is life. But that's that's my news that I'm finally moving forward with that and I'm really excited about it. And somehow when we really get going with things, I'm gonna to have to figure how out how to juggle between producing a movie and doing this. Not only the show, but what I do for a living. 
which is yeah. life coaching and, and reading and stuff. So I'll figure it out when the time comes. <laughs> so, but, but Paul, I know you've been very busy too. And I know that you're a little bit um, stressed out with some of the uh, technical issues that are going on tonight. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in your life? Yes. Uh, things have been um, moving forward really quickly on three different album projects that I'm working on. And it's, uh, we're remixing an October Thorns um, project that was uh, about 20 years ago when we initially released it. And the three of us that were part of the engineering for that, the drummer is a professional engineer, the initial <clears throat> original bass player for the band is an engineer, and I'm an engineer. And none of us in 20 years could remix it in a way that brought it up to date and was better than the original. So it's been kind of sitting on the back burner, but we've, we've wow. wanted to do this. And finally, I just right reached out to um, Alex Argento from the Italian band Icefish, and I just threw it to him, and he's a tremendous producer and engineer, and the mixes are coming out great. So we're just we're nice. slowly polishing oh, them all wow. together. And we have a, awesome. a scheduled release date for the first single, October 29th. And then um, I have another album to work on for Drift wow. into Black. And then I have my own solo project that is already half finished. And I had to put that on the back burner to do these <laughs> other two projects. Wow. So I'm hoping in about six weeks, the dust will settle and I can move on to my, uh, my solo CD. So, Very nice. so are, the, are these all, uh, is it heavy metal? Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah. They're all heavy metal. They're all heavy metal. The, the, the correct term for thorns in my personal project is progressive metal, which means it is highly technical, has a little bit more lyrical depth. Um, you know, straight up heavy metal is a little, uh, you know, it's simpler and it's right to the point. And prog, <clears throat> prog can be very, uh, just like prog rock, it can be very meandering. So Is, is to... that prog spelled like the, country, the uh, city in Poland? No. Or... <laughs> I've never it's heard short... of prog rock before. It's short for progressive. So oh, oh, progressive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Genesis, I was thinking... Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Prague, yeah, okay. yeah, they're based in classical excess. And it's okay. basically what punk rock was, uh, the first wave of punk rock was rebelling against, where uh -huh. these kids in England were like, I don't want to play Pink Floyd. I want to play, you know, straight up rock and roll. And that's where punk came from was this I complete see. rebellion against what they called art rock at the time. It was like, they just got tired of musicians, you know? Wow. Okay. Well, so that's, that's a lot that's of stuff right. going on. It's just too bad yeah. you had to put your stuff on hold, but it sounds like you're uh, enjoying all this other stuff that's Very going much. on. It's, it's all my stuff. So it's just, different facets of you know my involvement october thorns i was the vocalist drift into black i'm the bassist and critical consciousness i'm doing everything but the drums so it's just it's still my stuff it's just different who's doing the drums on on a your studio stuff? drummer yeah a, a studio oh, drummer okay. i hired so he's anonymous oh okay. <laughs> For, right. for, legal, well, for le legal reasons, I can't use his name. Okay. All right. We won't push you. All the psychically, I, I could yeah, pick go it ahead. Try to, try to figure <laughs> it I'm out. not going. No, no, I, I, we're, under, we're under strict contractual obligations. Yeah, just doesn't. Right. So, but that's exciting and very, you know, lots of luck with it. I have very a very good feeling about a lot of the stuff that you're working on. Thanks. Me too. Finally. I feel Yay. good. Yay. Yeah. All right. Good. And, and Jim, anything too. going on? 
And my what? piano tune. His Jim piano came over and oh, I didn't even piano. know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so great because I, I tried to do it myself, and I learned a little bit about it, just he, enough to know I needed a professional. He gave me <laughs> oh, some wow. good whiskey, too. It was really great. <laughs> oh, you did it, Jim? Yeah. You tuned it? Yeah. I didn't even know you knew how to tune a piano. I, I, I can't I can't even count the things I can do. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it um, came out did, really nice. Oh Thanks. wow, I'm glad to hear that. So did you go to Juilliard School of Music, Jim? I walked through it once. <laughs> no, I did not go to Juilliard. Uh, oh, my okay. violin oh. teacher wanted me to and then I decided I was gonna become a linguist and that all went away. So ever since then I've never thought about Juilliard again. Wow. Wow. But oh, do you have anything but, uh, else going on on your I plate did, right now? I did, I did grade a graduate <laughs> one from there, and that was a fun. But uh, <laughs> it was just short. Um, no, nothing's <laughs> going on pretty much these days. <laughs> well, are you looking for some involvement, like in a movie or anything? No, I'm looking to get a new refrigerator, if that means anything. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own with that one. I'm, that's my <laughs> focus right there. now. I, Actually, I brought my I have kid a back from I brought my kid back from Maine, and now we're trying to get this refrigerator right, in and installed. And so we're we're you know a big happy family oh, so, again in a small so little have apartment. Have a refrigerator because I have a refrigerator, an extra one in my shed. Oh, okay, I'll come and get it. I'll right, bring it on the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a sight. That will I'll tie it under the passenger seat and drive it up. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that'll be a sight, <laughs> most definitely. So, so in any event, um, I'm very happy for Paul. Jim, I hope you get your refrigerator um, Thank you know, you. All, fi- Thank you. all figured Me out. <laughs> and, and I just want to mention that um, in a couple weeks, I'm going to be traveling. So we're not going to be doing a show in two weeks. And we're going to have a schedule... Uh, a little bit different for October, but we are going to be doing a Halloween show for October. Um, I don't know exactly what we're going to do, but it's going to be spooky and fun for sure. And Jill's going to find her Halloween Christmas tree. Uh, That's like (laughs) the best part of Halloween. We used to decorate. I used to have the biggest Halloween parties and Jim and I used to spend what a month decorating. Yeah. At least. Do you remember Something that like time? That. It was crazy. Do you Balloons, remember that time? Right, but we paper I mean, and, and then we had the coffin in the family room with Dracula. Uh, yeah, and remember yeah. that back then I was dating that uh, um, he was a lighting, a production lighting guy or something, and he did special lighting one year on the I don't coffin. That. No, that's yeah, amazing. yeah, I forgot his name. <laughs> so how important that was. But yeah, he did special lighting with that. But do you remember one time I got that that new maid and she I came home from work oh, yeah. and she <laughs> she undecorated our month's worth of decorations and I don't even was, remember what we did but I fired her on the spot I was she livid didn't, she didn't like that at all <laughs> I think evil. I had said something like don't go into the basement you know she didn't speak good English don't go into the basement and touch anything she went into the basement. And it does oh, everything. Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't work out so well. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm going to try by Halloween to have a Halloween tree here for us. Okay. For your, for your viewing pleasure. 
Not that Thank I'm you. not enough, but, you know. Yeah, well, you know, it, it helps to have a little ornaments, you know. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Next right. time I'll wear earrings, but it's hard, with, you, uh, you know, with headphones on, especially yeah, pink it headphones. It especially is. Big loops, you know. So, so I, Jim, I know you said you went through this, um, <laughs> this script, <laughs> but here it says, before I jump in, into tonight's hot topic, the oh, fear no, of commitment. Uh, well, uh, we'll see. He's changing it right now. So before I jump into tonight's hot topic of resistance, um, I want <laughs> I want to say that the main purpose of these shows always is to guide, enlighten, and teach to and help listeners evolve and become more aware of you know their path and to be able to ultimately live their dream. So each week we do our best to bring you tips and techniques and to sort of guide you along on your path. So, um, oh, good, the next one is right. Um, so what I find so interesting in this week's topic, which is letting go of resistance, is that I must speak to, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people in any given year. And the irony is this doesn't fit. <laughs> And they're wonderful people. My clients yeah, are the best. I'm sure they, are. <laughs> they really are the best. But um, on the but Candace script, script <laughs> right? Can, right. I'm the script writer. Can the script, and he's my script editor. Can the script for tonight? We're not doing so well. Paul, All you're right. up. <laughs> All right. So tonight's topic is really interesting to me because this is a, a is. lifelong um, struggle that I've had, and I think many people have, and I think across all kinds of religions and spiritual thought, there is this sense of um, struggle for human beings to kind of um, let go of the things that they think should be uh, given to them, the sense of entitlement that I've worked hard for this, I want this relationship, I want this job, and they don't trust, like, you know, some people say trust the process, other people say trust God, um, to let go of, of their own ego sometimes. Like, you have to kind of walk a fine line between having ambition, ambition and strength and determination to get the things you want out of life and, and fight for things, and knowing when to step back and allow um, things to go in a different direction. So I just worked for a church last Sunday and the pastor's sermon was very much in line with this. And his comment was, um, and it really hit home for me is sometimes the things that are good to you are not good for good you. For you. Right. And he said, you know, you need to be thankful for the times that you pray and God says no. Because wow. God or the universe or whoever, your guardian angels, the spirit when things don't go the way you want, many times you don't, you don't see it and you might never see it, but you don't see it for years later. In retrospect, you say, oh, that relationship would have been bad for me. That job right. would have been bad for me. Right. Or that career path would have been bad for me, <clears throat> even though you want it so bad. So it's that resistance I think we're going to really dig into tonight. Um, you know, I know Buddhism also has the sense of um, being like water and just letting, you know, relaxing, Jim, you have to have, Back me up because I'm not an expert, <laughs> but East, Eastern thought is very, you know, <laughs> it's very much about letting things flow and not impeding yeah. um, okay. 
you know, the, the way energy is working in your life to let it be and try to follow it instead of always trying to direct it. So I right. love that's, this topic and I can't wait yeah. to hear what you guys come up with on it. And that's really a lot to do with the fact that most of us try to control every aspect of our lives. And when things happen, you know, I, I have a lot of clients that either a relationship ends or a job ends. And right away, what could I do to fix it? What do I have to do? Uh, like, should I call my boss's boss? Or should I, uh, you know, call them and explain this, that, or the other thing? And if it's in a relationship, how do I get the person back? And never do they realize that sometimes people need space. Sometimes, like you said, the relationship is not the right relationship. And the best thing to do is take your cues from the universe and stop resisting because really what I want to talk about tonight is the greatest um, factor in the emotional pain we feel when there's any loss is due to resistance. I mean, what right. happens when you go to the gym and you do resistance training, you get grow stronger. bigger, stronger muscles. Yeah. So when you resist, like, you know, you, you get scared or you, you're upset or you're hurt and you know, you resist that, well, usually people resist in two ways. One, they, re they often resist their feelings. No, I'm fine. I I'm, I'm fine. Everything's great. I I'll be all right. So they resist that, which is an extra layer that they put on to resistance. But the first level of resistance is what could I do to fix it rather than accept what has happened because the more we try to fix it and change it and manipulate it, the more pain we have because we're not getting what we want. And that's right. really that's really what I want to talk about tonight, because that's something I see. If I talk to 50 people a week, I see that in 50 people I speak with. There's few right. people who call me and go, oh, life is just all fine and dandy. You know, mm -hmm. let's just talk about how great things are. Right. You know, usually they're in some sort of emotional pain. And the greatest fixer for emotional pain is to deal with it, is to turn around or stop and face your whatever the feelings are, because what I said before is when we, oh, I'm fine, or it's not going to bother me, or, um, all right, instead of this boyfriend, I'll go out and get another boyfriend or another girlfriend or another job. All we're doing is distracting ourselves, and we're not dealing with the pain. And what right. happens is we then repress it, and that becomes another layer of problems that you have to deal with somewhere along the way. So the real key is what you said earlier, which is my, like, motto which is trust the process. Right. Not that I always do it <laughs> because it's hard to do, but um, you know, that to me is the most important part of life. And Jim, do you have anything you want to say about that? Um, yeah. So there's an ancient teaching called Taoism in China. Uh, Taoism is kind of, the origin of what we call Zen today, but it's much older and it didn't have the Buddhist aspect to it. It was originated in China by a guy named Lao Tzu. And, and Taoism uh, sees the universe kind of as, as ebbs and flows of yin and yang. Stuff is happening all the time in different directions and moving in different directions. And in our lives, if we resist that, we suffer. So consider this, you're in the ocean and the tide is coming in and you don't want the tide to come in. So you struggle against it and all you're doing is wearing yourself out and eventually drowning because the tide's going to flood over you. If, if you're fighting the universe and the universe is saying, no, this is the way it's going to go, 
then the better plan is to move with that. I was just going to jump in with Jill on that. I had a similar experience in the ocean a couple weeks ago. And when I used to start swimming in the ocean and you'd start getting on these long beaches when the waves come in, it would crash into you and pummel you, especially as you're going out past the break point. Mm -hmm. And I used to be so hurt. Like every time these waves would crush me and I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much water and it hurt and so powerful. Like I can't stand it. And then one (laughs) time I got tight and resisting. Right. Right. And then I got so frustrated with it once and I saw this huge wave coming and you know, you know what I'm going to do? And I dove right into it. And like an arrow, I, I went right through the water and it, it. it washed over me. And I right. came up on the other side and didn't feel a thing. Yeah. thing. Yes. So I try to teach this to my, my son. You know, I take him out on the beach and my cousins. And, and children are so resistant. They're so afraid just yeah. to dive through. And I feel like it's a very similar thing with emotions. It is. Yeah. We're afraid to just put our of head course. down and go through it. But right. we'll stand there and let those waves crush us again and again and again. Right. Yeah. Right. Keep on getting because well, because we're, we're what, taught. Well, sorry. Go ahead. You go. You go. Jim. So we're, we're, we're taught to, to be afraid of some emotions, especially fear and anger right. and sadness. Those but are if really. You're a, if you're a man, you can't. Yeah. You know, uh, aren't, yep, no, they're not no. permitted. You can't be hurt. No. You can't no. cry. Right. You can't cry. You're, you're right. right. Those are all. So. No. So. Going through those emotions is a frightening thing because we're taught that those things are scary. Those are those are dangerous, and and so our natural response is to back off. Um, and it's true. I mean, courage means being able to face your fear, and not to make it go away, but to go right. through it, just like any wave in the ocean. When I was a kid, I used to live in California, and we would go body surfing all the time. When the wave would come in, I just plunk my head down, and we go, and I plunk my head back up. <laughs> All's good. <laughs> yeah, but if you head up straight and try to fight it. No, no, no. no. You get knocked <laughs> over and you kind of get a nose full of ocean. Right. This is much fun. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I grew up at the Jersey Shore, so yeah. uh, I knew to die, go right under. I mean, from the time right. I was like five years old, I'm in the ocean, and I knew yeah. to go under it. But, I, you know, it's not that easy with emotions because we are afraid to yeah. feel the pain because – that means we're dealing with the reality. If there's a relationship breakup or the end, you know, you get laid off of a job or um, somebody, you know, you have a fight with somebody and they leave your, your world. Dealing with the reality of that is really a scary thing, but not dealing with it is going to cause you agony, absolute agony. And yeah. that's truly the key to allow yourself to, you know, if you just dive into the emotions, you may have, a day, a week, a month, a year of feeling crappy. If you don't, you're going to be dealing with residue from repressing those emotions for the rest of your life until you do yeah. deal with it. And, and, um, and eventually, what, I'm sorry, eventually those, those emotions become your friends. You start to realize that they're not dangerous and they're not scary. In fact, they're very valuable and beautiful things that are within. And then you can I, really love, love them. Yeah. What I've learned to do is, like, if something happens, I say, all right, I'm going to give myself a day just to feel crappy. Mm-hmm. And if that day turns into a three days or a week or whatever, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I consciously make that decision. This is my time, yeah. my space, and that's I'm right. going to feel bad about it. Right. And then you know what happens? After a while, it starts to lift. 
But if you stay stuck with, no, I'm fine. No, I don't really care. No, that person wasn't important. You're resisting the real emotion in there, and you're never going to be able to let it go. And that's why I wanted to do this particular show, because so often I have clients that are calling me, and they're saying things like, um, you know, I broke up with somebody, you know, four years ago, (laughs) and when are they going to? How am I going to get them back? Or when am I going to hear from them? And (laughs) it's not, I mean, it's sad. It's so sad. I've had people wait 20 years for people to return into their lives. If they would just deal with the reality that the person, that if they were supposed to be with you, they would be with you. If you were supposed to have a job, you would have a job. Um, There was, there was a a story in one of the um, rabbi, I forgot what his first name is, Berg. Um, who writes a lot of those Kabbalah books. And he had talked about, I think I even mentioned this on the show once before, but he had talked about um, this, you know, person who was in the garment district who had all these different salespeople working for him. And this one salesperson went out and, you know, on Fridays he was supposed to collect all the money, you know, from all the invoices. So he had about $100,000, and he was supposed to turn it in when he got back, and he didn't. And um, the person, you know, waited like another week or so, figuring, yeah, I'm sure he just forgot. You know, I trust the guy. He's going to turn it in, but he never did. And the end result was that this person, you know, was religious, and he then said, well, if it was meant for me to have that $100,000, I would have it. So I'm not going to stress about it. And he never went to try to collect it. He never tried to confront the person. He figured that's their karma. That's their thing now. If it was meant for me, I would have it. And he just let it go. I think that's hard to do, quite frankly. Somebody walks yeah. away with $100,000 if somebody walks away with $100 of my money, I would have a hard time doing that. Right. But um, – but that that's really living in trust of the whole process. And yeah. truly what comes to you is meant for you. I post this all the time on my, my personal Facebook page. What's yours will find you. And it always will. And if you look I back, that. I post that a lot. Yeah. I do even because if, I believe even in if, it. Even if you but, change your relationship, it'll come. Yeah. What do you mean? That's, even if you change if, your if relationship. You, if, if you find a new lover new new romantic partner it'll show up the same thing will show up until you deal with it yeah oh yes absolutely the same issues and the same problems that's what we always talk about is Mm -hmm. that until you work through this stuff that's why you know with people who do coaching with me and they call in they talk often about you know i've had this problem for like 20 years and then i start paul you're an example and then i started coaching and whammo, you know, now different things are happening. I mean, you had how many coaching sessions with me and you were stuck in your career. Yeah. And now look at you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had two or three and um, I, I still need more, but um, it's a process, you know, so I'm, I'm moving forward. Thanks, work, but you're, you're doing great. You are I'm really, doing really doing great. You very really, happy. really are. So great that we never even hear from you. <laughs> we're so, we're very so busy, glad right? that you fit us in for this show today. <laughs> well, on that happy note, I think we're, it's time for a call. we got a lot of callers okay. tonight. So let's, All right, good. Let's dive let's in. All right. Oh, yeah, we do have a lot of callers. All right, who do we have? Oh, we have a lot. Um, 
How about send a career? Who? What? Hello. Sanda, you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Thank uh, you tell, so much. Um, tell us, tell us your story. What's going on? Um, it was so interesting listening to what you were just saying. So it just kind of parallels with my question. Um, I'm just wondering when the when do you see something new and career wise coming? Um, I had a, a, a revelation today, and my manager is very difficult. But I changed the way I communicated with her today, and it shifted her whole thinking, and the nice. conversation went differently, and it was just amazing. But I'm still knowing that it's time to move on. But just just changing how I communicated with her today mm-hmm. shifted, and it even got, caught her completely off guard. Well, Sandra, what that's going to do for you is make the time that you're there a lot more pleasant, and you're going to feel a lot more empowered and you're going to feel a lot more in control rather than what I feel you felt like a victim for, you yeah. know, for all, I don't know how long you were there, but for the, the amount of time that you were there working for her. So, all right, yeah. I'm just scanning, I'm just scanning forward to see what okay. I Thank see you. for you. Um, you know, Obviously, we're coming into a difficult time when we're coming into towards the holidays and the end of the year, and you add on to that, who knows what's happening with COVID and, you know, shutdowns and whatever else is going to happen. Um, but all that being said, um, there's two things that are jumping out at me. One is um, some opportunity, and it almost seems like it's impossible for this to happen because nobody hires right before Christmas. But actually, somewhere between the first and the second week in December, I actually feel um, you actually starting a new job. So that would mean somewhere in the November time frame, you're going to actually hear about an opportunity. Now, always, I always could be off by a couple of weeks because it doesn't seem logical that you're going to start a job before the end of the year. But my feeling is in the new opportunity, they need to hit the ground running in January so they're going to need you on board to bring you up to speed. So um, there's, there's something not that far off for you. But the irony here is I also see something else that um, kind of looks like it's going to be in February. Either this opportunity, this new opportunity for you is going to have another door opening in the February time frame that's massive. You know, maybe they'll merge, maybe they'll expand, maybe they'll give you more responsibility, maybe even get a promotion. Whatever is going to happen in, in February, if it's in this job, is going to be massive for you. Um, oh, wow. But, but, but it could be another job opportunity that surfaces. Um, it, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm being honest when I say this. I'm not sure how it's going to play out for you, but I know February is your month. Career-wise, it's going to, it comes through as very robust and as the beginning of a whole new adventure that's going to take you somewhere you've never been before in your career. So I see you hitting oh, monumental heights, and I see you having a tremendous amount of satisfaction and, um, you know, really, uh, and that, that really great sense of achievement. So 
I'm not Beautiful. sure from what I'm seeing, like I said, if it's two separate opportunities, it could be, and maybe they'll tell you when you interview that, you know, maybe that's why they bring you on in December because they, in January, you're going to start this merger or this something else, or you're going to be, um, you know, uh, buying a whole new something or other. And that's why they need you in there. What kind of work do you do? <laughs> I'm chuckling in under my breath because I work in legal, so, so and I do contract management, so that makes oh, perfect sense. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Um, it's I work big. in contracts and mergers and acquisitions. Uh, big, oh, so, yeah. there we go. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for yeah. an expression there. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was kind of smiling under my breath, like, okay, well, that's what I do. Um, and it's, it's going to be big. Sandra, it's going to be big. You're going to be really happy. So I would say enjoy this time. You sort of developed a new technique in working with your boss. And, you know, make sure you actively go out there looking for something new and it's going oh, to yes. find you. Yes. Based on what I just said, if it's yours, it's going to find you. And I love that. Thank you. I, I You don't mind if I feel that, do you? No, <laughs> I you want you it. to spread it out. Spread, let the world know. Yes. I'd be delighted for everyone yes. to hear it. Yes, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Good luck. And keep us posted. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Bless you. All right, good. Do we have a, I, we have a lot of callers. A lot but of do callers. We want to do, yeah. yeah. Let's take another yes. call. Okay, here's Desmond. Okay. Good evening. How y'all doing? Hey. Hi, Desmond. Tell us your story, buddy. What's up? Oh, I got a lady friend I work with. We like we kind of like real close now, like best friends. But we have attraction towards each other also. But uh, she just got our relationship. And so now it's like we get to, we have a soul connection. And then she uh pull away because I guess, you know, she's, I mean, I guess she still has to heal from her last relationship because I guess it really hurt her. So I just want to know what you see, like, how far you see um, maybe another, like, four or five months before she heals or maybe all right. along with that. I'll tell you, all these calls are very, um, very um, appropriate for tonight's show. They really mm-hmm. are um, so far. Um, could you give us her first name? Robin. Okay. It just helps me zoom in on her energy. All right. Um, it's not only this last relationship. Um, she's even dealing with the residue from a previous relationship. How long, do you know how long she was involved in this past relationship? Like five years or something? Because I see a five. Um, oh, maybe two, something. Then maybe it's five years ago that there was another relationship that really, um, there feels like a, a huge, um, like a huge trust issue that, you know, I don't know if it was a betrayal or something, but it feels huge that I could feel her holding on to. And even what we said earlier, what Jim said about until you work through that issue, you're going to end up drawing in other issues that are sort of on that frequency. And then I feel she drew, she drew in the last um, relationship. It's going to take her a while. And let me tell you something, Desmond, that let her have that space. 
when I look at her energy and I look at your energy, you're absolutely right. There's a big, 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 big connection going on between the two of you. Just let it sit, let it happen, let it whatever. Because if she rushes into this right now, she's going to sabotage the relationship and you're going to end up with nothing. So give her a chance to go through that process that she needs to go through. Because my feeling is that if she doesn't, whatever this pattern is that she has is going to fall into place in your relationship with her as well. But I do have to say that I really like the connection that I'm feeling between the two of you. And I really feel that you both have a very heartfelt um, feeling and connection with each other. I mean, it's not just surface. It's a really heartfelt feeling that I feel. So um, try to, and this is a hard thing to do, try to sit back and trust the process and give her some space. Be that support process for her if she needs it or if she asks for it, or you might even want to ask her, you know, uh, do you need anything? What could I do? How could I help? Um, you know, ask her things like that if you want. Um, but give her, give her space. She's, um, it's going to take her months, months, many months. And I would say um, probably six or more months to really resolve things, but I don't think you guys are going to be at a distance for that period of time. I feel she's going to be more present or stepping back into things with you um, before that. I would say probably, you know, maybe in four months, five months, or maybe it will be six months. But um, don't rush it. I feel you really feel like you're, you're very understanding and you're very patient with this, yet I feel underneath that you have got this, um, like, just get over it. <laughs> you know, just hurry up yeah. already. Um, right. And that's the, I mean, for her, that would be disastrous. She would end up sabotaging the relationship. She needs you more. See, the way to build the foundation with this woman right now is to be her friend and be that support system. And you would be surprised how far that will take you into really building a strong relationship with her. When she knows she could trust you because she does have trust issues and she knows that she could rely on you, that's going to be the most important aspect of building a foundation with her. Jim, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah. Um, there's another thing to be careful of, and this is why she's saying what she, what, what, why Lady Fontaine, another reason why Lady Fontaine is saying what she's saying, and that is that a lot of people, when they're in suffering, they want to get out of it. So they grab the first person near them and go with that person. I call that a crowbar relationship. It kind of levers you out of having that, that, but the pain or whatever, the, the, the struggle of breaking up with the first person. And and that is a really dangerous place because those relationships never last. Never work. So, so by, by following Lady Fontaine's advice, you will find that you're actually fighting for the best relationship you can have with this person. And do you agree, Jim? Just be that support. Desmond Absolutely. just needs to be that support. Absolutely. And, and you're going to build something bigger or better than you could imagine because you guys have a very nice connection. I mean, it's deep, it's caring, it, there's, a, there's attraction, there's a lot of elements to what I'm picking up between the two of you. So you have a lot to build on. 
So try it. And you, I could feel you are trying very hard to keep your emotions in check and to give her that time and space. But yeah. work harder. Keep it up. <laughs> so keep that's it up. right. So I'm keep it fine. up so that you don't so that you don't mess up here. Because if you push her, I'm telling you, you're going to ruin your chances. It will you're, end you're, up being disastrous. Yeah. yeah, you will. So sit tight. It looks good, but I would say between four and six or seven months. And let me tell you something, and I could see this playing out. The time that you would be her support mechanism is going to be more rewarding for you than the time that you're going to be involved with her. You're going to build such a connection with this woman and feel so good about yourself and her that it's not even going to be like I'm waiting for anything. But, but give her that space. Like if she pulls back, if she's quiet, if she's not in the mood to talk, respect that. Don't push it, but let her know that you're there if she needs you. Okay. All right. All right. But it's looking good. And you have the really have the opportunity here to build something really, really special. So do your best to sit tight and, be that support to her and try to, you know, put your ego and needs and wants kind of aside right now. Um, because let me tell you, you're going to have such a rewarding time with her if you do it this way, the way Jim and I are suggesting. Okay. Uh, I stay put and stay disciplined. But let her know that you're there. Let her know. I mean, don't just call her out of the blue if you haven't heard from her in three weeks. <laughs> Um, but you could always call and or text her and say, how are you doing? I'm thinking yeah. about you and worried or concerned. Checking in, and, yeah. Right, checking in. And then you could say something like, I just want you to know if you need anything, I'm here for you. Right. And that's it. All right? All right. All right. Let, us know, let us know Good how luck. it goes. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Sure. Since we have so many callers, do you want to take another call? Let's um, let's talk about that for a minute. Cause I feel like that was um, an interesting uh, part of our topic. That the resistance here is, uh, you know, not not resisting going through uh, pain. It's the resistance of waiting and trying to get, you know, our, our sense of pacing and what should happen into the the equation. You know, it's like some, so many times I feel like we think we know better and our perspective right. is, is very limited to right here where I feel like, you know, if you want to talk about God or the universe, uh, the viewpoint of time is, is from above and you can see all points in time simultaneously. Whereas mm-hmm. when we're in time, it's like being in a parade. You're, you're part of the parade and you're in it and you're marching along. You don't know what's at the beginning or the end of it. You just know there's a lot of noise. And lots of flags right. and colors and everything. But right. anybody above that can see the whole picture, it's a totally different perspective. So you can't guide the, the process while you're in it. You can't decide the direction, you know, or the oh, yeah. end. You know, you have to kind of go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometime maybe we'll do a show on time because all time happens at the same time. Right? Linear time is only our it's perspective a, yeah, in this it's an dimension. Right, which really means that if you've lost anybody or, um, you know, lost jobs, careers, dogs, cats, you know, whatever, they're still there. We just right. don't perceive it. 
And, and, and I don't know why this dimension is built this way, but it is. That's the way we have to do it. And if all time is happening at the same time, it means if you believe in reincarnation, we're living all our past lives and future lives at the same time as well. Right. Um, but the other thing is that I wanted to say is what I always say is I want what I want when I want it. <laughs> I think that's what and, that's what Paul was talking right? about. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. And that's like wrong. I do. Wrong. That's a really wrong well, way of thinking of things. Well, just, but it's, but it's gonna close well, you see go ahead, Jim. You go. It's, it's not wrong, it's just it's just that's where we want to go and we also have to step back in our wisdom and experience and say, but should we? Is that the right. thing that'll give us what really what we want? You know, I, I hate to use the word should, but in, yeah, in this context, and I, I think even it works. said it, it was wrong because we shouldn't <laughs> yeah. judge it. But yeah. you know, I'm going to share with you something that came up today when I was doing my inner work. Now, Jim and I, I mean, if you've listened to the show before, you know we both do inner child work. But there's a newer version of inner child work. Um, that's totally different than what you and I do. I mean, we work with the inner child, the, the old hurts, the old wounds. Um, the newer version of it, which is called something totally different, um, deals with um, different parts of ourselves. And, you know, we could have a five-year-old part that was wounded because of something, and then that part, you know, continues to replay, not the same scenario, but the same things. So I found the part of me, Jim, that was so fearful of that house that I grew up in. Oh. <laughs> was in terrible fear, absolute yeah. terrible fear. I we could feel the house. fear. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we mm-hmm. did. But I could feel the terrible fear. And, sure. and that part of me revealed that I had to be on guard every second because some horrible demon or something was going to come get me because I was mm. so terrified of that house. And right. I also felt that um, the worst was always going to happen in that house. And partly, you know, I have to blame my parents in a way because they didn't give me the reassurance that I needed, but they didn't understand, you know, what was really going on. Then I found this other part of me that <laughs> it's like my dream version of the spiritual side of me. It was mm-hmm. like, um, whatever, and if that happens, fine, whatever, but I've got the wisdom, I've got the knowledge, let me help you, let me help you out of the darkness, but, you know, you, you make your own decisions, no stress, no pushing, but she was empowered, she knew her own power, and she had great, great wisdom, great, great wisdom. Then I found another part that made me laugh because it's the part I most identify with. And that's (laughs) that. All right, look, I've got all this work to do here and I've got everything in the computer right now and I don't want to change anything. And I I don't care about anything else. I just got to get this work done. You know, the way, what did you call me when we worked together in New York? Do you remember? No. Jill Sargent. <laughs> and that was, the Jill and that Sargent. Was, That's right. I remember right. that now. Yeah. And that was Jill Sargent taking control. Look, you've got this yeah. job fear. You do your fear job well. You've got that wisdom job. You do that. I'm not going to start messing things up here and changing things around. No way. And I could identify with that side of me so much. But the whole idea is to integrate these various parts of ourselves. I don't know how I got on this. 
but it felt important in the moment. But it really is integrating all these different pieces of us. And actually, Paul, the next time Paul does a session with me, I'm going to work on certain experiences from your childhood in that. No, (laughs) we have to find his pieces. Um, (laughs) No, when we're when we when we see each other in a couple weeks, that's when I'll be Jill Sargent. Guys, we got to get down to work here. This is Jill Sargent. (laughs) No fun. What do you mean? What do you mean having beers? (laughs) What we were talking what we were talking about was the, the the part of me that pushes forward and says I want something, which is very natural. And the other part of me that says, and I have to think about that to make sure that's the right decision to make right now. Right. But ultimately, integrate them. You have to somehow get them to work with each other. Because in my situation, I felt they were opposing. It was like a tug of war. Fear wanted to control this part of me. Wisdom and spirituality wanted to control that part. And then that work demon was, hey, guys, forget this nonsense here. We got a job to do. Let's just do our job. And and somehow I have to figure out how to get them all to work together. Yeah. I was, I'm reminded of this commercial that I've, I saw where this woman walks into a room, it's a conference room, and everybody in sitting at the table is her. And she's like, okay, guys, we have this problem we got to fix. And everybody's like giving – what does the anxious, anxious person say? Oh my God, it's going to be terrible! What does the charge person say? We got to do this right now. <laughs> but that's so, truly yeah. what we all have inside of us, and yeah. it's really getting all those pieces to work in harmony with each other. That's right. what this new inner child, you know, uh, system does. It identifies yeah. these different parts of yourself and gets them in harmony with each other. Because then that, then that takes that, because why don't we succeed? Because a part of us wants it and a part of us is afraid of it. And unless we get those two parts united or identify what the fears are and what, you know, the motivators are, we're never yeah. going to, we're always going to be in that state of conflict and never yeah. be able to achieve our goals. So yeah. unity, that's a big one. Sounds good. On that happy note, let's uh, go on to a new caller. Okay. And see if we can um, help them with that. Got Patricia. Let's give Patricia a call. She's been waiting a while. Okay. Patricia, are you there? Hi. Hi. Yes, I am. Thank you all for taking my call. Um, my my question is um, related to relationship. I've um, I ended a relationship about four years ago, and. Um, since then, I have dated off and on. Um, initially, I, I healed. Um, I wanted to take time out to heal. And um, and then I, I've, I've dated off and on. But now I'm ready for um, my partner in life, a significant other. And I just want to know, Lady Fontaine, um, do you see um, someone significant coming soon for me? Let me say to you this, that when you said you were ready, um, I believe you. I absolutely believe you. And that in itself is going to draw in the right person. So when I look ahead in your energy, what I see is in the January or February timeframe of next year, um, you're going to end up meeting somebody. And um, do you ever – 
um, I'm not sure if you're going to be traveling somewhere or do you ever for your work go to like workshops or seminars or business meetings or anything like that? Um, I'm in the medical. Um, so um, not so much as, uh, well, well, some workshops, um, yes. Because what it, what it has the feel of is that you're either off-site or in some sort of, not like, you know, a status meeting with your boss or anything like that. This feels like, um, you know, either an off-site or a business-related event. And you're going to end up very casually meeting somebody there who will, um, you know, you, you might, you, you know, you might talk a little bit and you might exchange business cards or phone numbers or email addresses or something like that. I don't think you're going to walk away saying, oh, my God, this is a man of my dreams. But let me tell you, as you get to know him, you're going to realize he is. Um, he most likely is in the same field that you're in or somehow related um, to the medical field. And um, um, this is a romance made in heaven is what my guides are saying to me. This is going to be a biggie for you. But it does feel like it's in some sort of business um, thing, but not in day-to-day work. You know, and it's not like, you know, your boss or somebody's calling a meeting. This is you being um, in, 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 in somewhere different or something different. Um, but it is related to your job. And let me tell you, um, this guy is not a – who does he remind me of in looks? Um, oh, God. I can't think of the name. Um, <laughs> it's Jim. Jim, I don't know if you're watching a video of us. But, no, this guy is, is really tall, dark, and handsome, very handsome. Um, he's, he's very – he's well-spoken. He's educated. Um, but the more important qualities are he's very um, genuine, very caring, and, um, well, I guess genuine and authentic are the same. But he does come through – very, very authentic. So when he tells you something, it comes from the heart. I'm also seeing roots growing both in him, which shows me that he's very grounded. And, um, you know, I get that feeling like strong, like, uh, like an oak tree, you know, built strong, wise, um, well-grounded. And then I also see roots growing in the relationship with you and him which shows me that it most definitely could turn into a long-term, committed, permanent relationship. So he's out there. It's still several months out. I would say, um, you know, look but don't look and be aware. But not, I don't want you to get, like, overly, like, oh, is this the person? Oh, is that who she meant? I just want you to allow it to flow into your life it's there. It's very, very close. I mean, like when something is about to happen, like I feel it here, it's not quite there, yeah. but it's, it's within, oh, you might not be seeing us video. So I'm showing you like, um, you know, within a couple inches of my face. But um, when, when it's a little bit further out, it's there, but it's headed towards you and it's got a nice momentum. And I could just feel the, the connection, the openness, the love, the, the, it's a beautiful feeling. I, I don't remember feeling this great about uh, a connection with somebody in a really long time. So um, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would rate this as a solid 10. 
and you're ready for mm-hmm. it. My guides keep saying, you are ready for it. So go for it, girl. You're going to do phenomenal with this and trust the process. You know, don't, and don't overlook, like don't, you know, sign up to for every single dating site and, you know, every single person, oh, is that the guy? Is he going to, you know, uh, uh, ask for my number or anything? Just let it happen. Remember what we said, what's yours will find you. Oh, yes. Oh, beautiful. I received that. I received every word of it. Thank you so much. Many blessings to you all. Oh, same. I love Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Love you, yes, too. Please. Keep us posted. Stay, stay. You, Keep too. Thank you. I will. I will. Thank you Thank so you. Thank you, Patricia. So just as a reminder, our phone number tonight is 319-527-6216. If anyone is listening and wants to call in, we are open for more callers tonight, 319-527-6216. No, I think that's the first time you mentioned the phone number all night. No, I thought, didn't I do it at the beginning? Uh, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. The this script. script oh, then, <laughs> yeah, this script today is perfect. <laughs> well, speaking of the script, I really enjoyed, you have a wonderful quote here. Um, it's in red about. Uh, I'm looking for it. The oh, end. there it is. Yeah. It's just a beautiful quote. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. And I, I actually want to read it. Um, and I was really surprised because I put this, you know, periodically in between my dog pictures and my motorcycle trips, I put, you know, quotes and very few people respond to them. A few of my clients do that follow me. Um, and, this one very few people responded to, and I was really surprised because I thought it really painted a beautiful picture. So I'm going to read it. And incidentally, I don't know who said this quote. It says author unknown. But the quote is, thanks to those who hurt me, you made me a stronger person. Thanks to those who loved me, you made my heart bigger. Thanks to those who cared, you made me feel important. Thanks to those who worried, you let me know that you care. Thanks to those who left, you showed me that not everything is forever. Thanks to those who stayed, you showed me the meaning to true friends. Thank you to to those who entered my life. You helped me to become the person I am today. And in a way to me, that really says what we're doing because that's trusting the process. Somebody goes, they loved you, they leave. You've learned something from that experience. Somebody cared. They made you feel great. You learned something from that experience. And if we start looking at life from that perspective, like what I always say to my clients who do coaching with me is, what is the gift and lesson in this experience? And once you see that gift and lesson, you let go of all the hurt. And it just, it transforms. It's an autonomous thing that you you don't stay stuck in that place. That's so, so painful. That's like the final step of my system is what's the gift and lesson. Jim, do you have anything? Because I know you're more into the Tao and uh, Hinduism. So what do you have? First first of all, there's an organization that I've been involved with called MKP, Mankind Project. I've talked about it before and I've heard about it. And when they're talking about what you were calling the gift and the lesson, they call it the gold. What's oh, the gold I like in the that. darkness? Yeah. I like that. It's a really or nice the image. light in the darkness. That's all. Well, that, that's true too. But so so you've got this stuff going on. 
but uh, uh, your your quote reminded me that in, in Buddhism there's this whole idea uh, in the teaching and in, in tantric Buddhism that that anybody who gives you anything is actually one of your gurus. He's so your anybody who gives you any lesson at all, they hurt you. Yeah, if they, they hurt you, if they give you joy, they whatever you, they give you, whatever, right? Yeah, they're your guru. They're teaching you yeah. about life <clears throat> and yeah. about enlightenment. And so there's this great story about this this uh, uh, highly acclaimed and enlightened teacher named Atisha, Atisha Dibankara, excuse me, <clears throat> thank you, who was going from India where the Buddha first taught into Tibet for the first, you know, one of the first teachers to go to Tibet. And he asked some people that had been there, what are the people like in Tibet? And they said, oh, they're very, very nice. They're wonderful people. They teach you very well there. And he says, oh, well, this is bad. I'm going to have to get myself uh, and he, he, he found this tea server who has a really, really bad attitude, and that became his con- companion because he needed someone along to keep him stirred up so that he could keep his mind on enlightenment and not be taken care of and lulled into uh, complacency by all of these very nice, genteel people. And he did it. Wow. <laughs> he took along an irritating person just to make it so that he would be wow. kept, kept on his edge. So he wow. actually cultivated I mean, having that kind of relationship. <laughs> I mean, that actually makes me think of something. Um, I mean, I don't really want to discuss it, but <laughs> um, there's somebody that tremendously annoys me because he reminds me of my ex-husband. Oh. And um, I see all those same signs, so I, I, I push him away. In fact, I had Mike tell him to leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't leave me alone, but now now he's totally blocked, so he has no choice but to leave me alone. But um, so I'm wondering if if I maybe made a mistake. Maybe well, there are uh, lessons there. I mean, he's highly enlightened, you know, amazing teacher. I don't know if I could do that, but you know, that's that's the question you have to ask yourself if if that's possible for you. See what I did, which I was very proud of myself, is I identified all the red flags and I said, Mm-mm, not doing yeah. this again. Yeah. I'm not suggesting it to the average person unless you're looking for enlightenment or something. I don't mean to say that you're average. I'm sorry. I know. My God, you just did. God, what did I do? So what's, what's, the, what is, what's the title of our next show? Is I, I, have to, I have to support you on this because I, I went through a similar situation where I was Who with a group are you of, supporting, me or him? You. Yay! <laughs> yeah. um, I went through a situation where, you know, everyone goes through cycles and they end up attracting the same type of situations and people. And for yeah. me, um, I was proud of the fact that I recognized it early on and I cut off the situation when I'd had, had enough. I didn't let right. myself get drawn into right. situations where I would be angry or I would lose control of myself or, right. or just waste my time. I, yeah. I got up to a certain point and I kept on kind of knocking at the door going like, is this really as bad as I think it is? And as soon as I figured it out, like I didn't hesitate and boom, I cut myself, truncated the whole thing and I walked away from it and it was, it was aggravating, but it, I was so proud of myself because I was like, yes. never again am I going right. to go through and sit in a situation like that. I feel that's protecting yourself. And I yeah. believe it takes wisdom and experience to be able to get to that point. Because why subject yourself to the same level of whatever, abuse or, you know, whatever it is. Right. 
that on the other hand, on the other hand, on, on the other hand <laughs> that's why could, you've got me it wondering. It could happen that you have a situation where the Tao is saying you can't move. What do you mean? And you I have to move. stay there. You can't move. You're talking about, well, I'm just changing the situation and everything's better. But I'm saying, what if you can't change the situation? What if you have to stay in the situation? But for what? what what's there except torment? See, that, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. But in your view, that's, that's the way to do it. But you have the power to do that. But some people don't believe they have the power to do that. So they might oh, feel like, oh. I have bills to pay, I have kids to, to raise, right. I need the help of somebody, and this is the only person available right now, and I'm not going to go look for somebody else, so I'm just going to stay here. And so what do I do now? So right. I learn how to make peace with myself with this situation. Right. That's another <laughs> important thing. All right, got to think about that. So I, <laughs> I ha- so. Are you saying you stay in the situation and make peace with yourself or you leave the situation or it doesn't matter what you do as long as you make the peace with yourself? That's the important thing is making the peace with yourself. Yeah. Right. Well, Jim, what if there are several lessons in a situation and you're choosing one off the menu? So say in this particular situation, her personal and spiritual growth could come from confronting this person head on and challenging them and um, standing up for herself. Or maybe her position in this situation is she's a a teacher to this person and she's going to gently guide them through their own growth. Or in (laughs) in the situation that I'm supporting her on, um, this is a chance for her to stand up for herself and remove herself. And and, and instead of, it's not just saying, oh, I don't like it. I'm going to go, I'm going to, it's, I respect myself enough not to that's stay what in I this felt. situation. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I feel like in any, any situation, you could find a, a number of things you could learn from it. Right, right. Right? So and it's like it depends on where if, you are. If sometimes sticking it out, you actually find a higher level of evolution in yourself by moving through that. That's why well, a lot of the, the famous teachers are pretty harsh on their students. Uh, gurus are very harsh on their students because they want to get them to that place where they're actually confronting who they are, who that person, the, the guru, who the cello, the, the student is, and not the anger at the guru. You've got to look at yourself and see where that's coming from. I know right. that. I do yeah. know that. But yeah. I think because, I mean, uh, that's But if you're always hate. changing everything, if you're always, you know, say, okay, well, I can just leave this situation, that isn't necessarily the message and the lesson that the universe is trying to teach you. But let's assume you have A, which is this <laughs> repeat, this repeat of yeah. the situation, and then you have B, which is something that could be a lot different. Yeah. I think the test is, are you going to get suckered into A again? And mm-hmm. then the ultimate yeah. response was, no, I've learned and I've mm-hmm. evolved, and that doesn't fit my energy anymore. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I choose to walk away from that, and I believe that then opens me up to be, which could so be something way different. You're talking about uh, an invitation now. You're not talking about a, an ongoing situation that is already happening. Well, where... A happened. A was happening. Okay. And it was a replay of Lewis, and, and... and I don't need that. Nobody's saying you shouldn't have. I'm not saying you were right or no, wrong. No, I know that. I know there's that. Wisdom, there's wisdom in sticking with a situation that it would probably be devastating if you left for everybody involved. 
So staying in it could be the healthiest thing to do. And by so doing, you may actually find a deeper strength in yourself. I'm sure. And you may actually be able to help the other people in the relationship who you're having such a struggle with to grow. But it requires a tremendous amount of personal strength. And right. time and um, <laughs> see what, yeah. what I found, what I found is this. And again, I, I, I don't like talking about my personal life, but. Okay. Um, we'll talk um, about somebody but, else. <laughs> all right. We'll pretend it's someone else. Yeah. No, but, um, <laughs> but um, for instance, okay. Um, I, I do have a tremendous amount of knowledge about spirituality and, and um, psychology. And this person had other wonderful knowledge, but yet he always felt like he had to be in competition and outdo me. And then he would try to, um, uh, I, I know he didn't mean it, but he would, he would as if he was knocking me. And I'm not going there. I'm not yeah. going there. I mean, that's not a healthy, that to me is toxic. That's a toxic relationship. So well, me, I would have to exit out of that to protect let me, myself. Let me give you an example that kind of relates to the very first caller we had. Um, I worked in a place uh, as a programmer, a computer programmer, many, many years ago uh, where things went really sour and the boss was like this close to firing me. And, and I was like, these, these guys were all raised together and they all went to school together and they all loved each other. And I was an outsider coming into the situation. And I realized, you know, I can let, I can just walk away or I can let them fire me. And, and that would just happen. Or I can redeem myself here and I can step up to the plate I can face the situation and not resist it, by the way, using the, the term for the right. day, <laughs> right. and not resist it. I, I can choose not to change the situation, but rather to transform it. And that's exactly what I did. I pulled it together. I got everybody to love me. I you know, did everything that they wanted me to do perfectly, and they were very pleased with me. And they, they were like, it's amazing the change that happened. What happened to you? And I'm like, no, and then I went and found another job. And at, at, at that other job, I felt totally empowered and in control because I knew I made the choice and I made the choice to redeem that situation and walk away from it. Right. That was, that was powerful for me. Right. And that, in that situation, I just, that, that's exactly what Sandra said she did. Our mm -hmm. pre, one of our previous mm -hmm. callers. She that's did the same exact thing. That's what reminded me of that, yeah. Right. She did that. But, you know, again, I work with people all day long. And if I, the thing that's most frustrating to me is what men or women put up with in a relationship. Yeah. You know, yeah. that they put up with so much abuse. They put up with so much um, lack of respecting them and all this other kind of stuff. And that mm -hmm. is a sore spot for me because it is, yeah. Because I, my heart goes out to these people, and I went, I went through it in my first marriage. And there's no way, fortunately, since my first marriage, I've only met. I mean, I, I, every man that I've ever dated, I'm still best friends with. I mean, I have great relationships with anybody that I've gone out, except that one guy. I don't even remember his name either. But uh, the lighting guy, ago. the witch guy. No, the no, I don't remember guy. his name. He wasn't serious. That one didn't last that long. But um, this other guy I dated, and um, 
can't remember his name. That was an important relationship. I can't remember his name. But um, I've always had a tremendous amount of respect from men. I, I, I always have. This, this guy was coming off way different. And I, yeah. there's no and, way and I'm going to tolerate it. I'm not saying that abusive relationships is something anybody should tolerate. You know, there's, there's always a better plan than, than that. Um, but, but I'm just saying that there are times when if you can't make a choice about what to do, you can make a choice to be there and to make the best right. of that. Right. And I honestly feel that I did. And there was a point that he even said to me, gee, I think I can learn from you. And the next day he was a 180 attacking and this and that. And, um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, and, no. <laughs> and, and the, no. the way Mike got involved was a lot of this was happening, uh, like the nine 11 weekend. And oh. I had all that stress as well. So Mike had come by, um, in the morning on nine ten on September 10th and all this, I mean, this guy just wouldn't stop. I mean, constantly. And, um, then something else was going on and I got mad at Mike. I snapped at Mike and I've never snapped at Mike before. I'm always so tolerant of him, even though he drives me nuts sometimes. Hi, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, but bottom I just line lost is, him. <laughs> oh, He's no. listening. We lost our Thank you, Jill. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, but what happened when we got to our destination? I came over and I apologized. I said, it wasn't you. I said, I'm upset with something else. I'll tell you about it later. And and then Mike got on the phone and he called the guy and he said, leave her alone. She doesn't want to be bothered. Leave her alone. The guy didn't. And I had to handle things myself. But, um, you know, hey, but Mike, Mike was next- my hero. That if that situation. happens again, you and I on our on our bikes, okay? We'll just go over and rough them up a little. <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming down here that we can go riding room, room. soon, Jim? Oh no, no, I don't have that plan in my mind right now. Oh, I thought I, you said that you guys were starting to talk about it. They they were starting and they stopped. So well, let me that. talk to them. Do you belong well, to an HOG or what? No, broken oh. motorcycles are a definite problem. So oh yeah. Future plans are out of the, out of the picture for a little while. <clears throat> Sorry. Darn it. Yeah. So are we ready well, for another caller? Are we ready to jump yeah. in? I think we've got – have we spoken to Donna yet, Jim? Not yet, no. All right. Hi. Hey, there you are. Hi, Donna. Hi. How you doing? Tell us your story. What's up? Okay. Well, I must be on a high frequency. Because um, I was sitting up in my bed about two months ago, and there was like a tunnel. And in the tunnel was this man in robes twirling. And then I actually saw him, and I saw his face. It was beautiful. And I felt his royalty and everything. And I just stared at him. I didn't want to talk because I was afraid he was going to disappear. I don't know if it was my third eye. And then um, I felt enormous joy in my heart. Love. It was yeah. beautiful. And then he disappeared. And I've been on a high frequency. I've been winning left and right. Money is my brother gifted me. My other brother wants to take me to Hawaii. I went to the casino like seven times in a row and won. And I mean, wow. I, I just got a scratcher ticket for a thousand. So I'm expecting Whoa. big things. I'm expecting. You are. You are. Yeah. Cool. How did you get there? What's your secret? Share it with us. 
Well, I do meditate. I meditate like 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night, and I just say God. I say God. I center myself in God. Oh. And so when my thoughts go out, I come back to the mantra God, and that uh, is and I feel that in my in my heart area because I know it's good. So I like that mantra. I don't go for the far eastern ones because I don't know who it um, is. You know what I mean? Right, right. And so, Om is good too. Um, right. And then um, it's just I hear things. I hear things, and um, I trust what I hear. And um, yeah, like today I went up to the casino and I was playing blackjack and. You know, I won a little bit, and then I thought, oh, I'm not feeling it anymore. So then I leave. Good you know, and then you. the other day I was feeling it, and you know, I won like 1,600 on one hand. It was great. Wow. I only bet like ten dollars. Wow. You are on a roll. You really, really are. I, I, I'm on a roll. I'm expecting you are big coming in now. Yeah. You are. So I, I what think, is your what I is think. your question? I mean, this is a wonderful wonderful thing to share. Yeah, I, I have a question for that. you. I do have a question okay. for you. Who do you think that was when you went down that tunnel and that beautiful faced figure? Who do you think that was? Well, you know, when I looked into his eyes, I could see me too. And I think that that is someone that I'm going to meet. Maybe I knew before I came into this life or that I will be with again when I leave this world and go into the next I had a feeling, I had a feeling that, um, two feelings on it, one that it was a twin flame and the other one that it was your higher self. And, you know, I mean, in, we're all one. So in reality, it could have been both in one. Um, But that was a very profound experience for you. And what I actually feel is that uh, you have the ability to reconnect with that part of you or spirit it's at your it's at your will you just have to ask for it you know in in psychology we call that resourcing and it's a matter of learning you know if you have angels archangels you know guardian angels um god whatever it is that you feel is a resource for you call on it and i really do feel you could explore and learn a lot about yourself by reconnecting with that part of you that you met on that journey through the tunnel. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. I wanted to ask you, do you see a uh, partner coming in for me in this lifetime? I mean, I'm 67. I've never been married. I have been in relationships. I was in a one for 12 years and then he passed. And um, I'd like to share my life with someone and go traveling and, you know, have fun and all. So, I wanted to know, do you see someone coming in for me? Because I just haven't met anybody. But um, I don't go out that much. I'm just, right. And I think that's a, a part of it that you do have to in some way put yourself out there. But let me first scan you and see what I'm feeling for you. There is a presence, um, you know, there's an energy that I feel. It feels in the distance. Um, and I'm listening to my guides and what they're saying right now. <clears throat> um, all right, so this is what my guides are saying is that um, 
And it kind of ties into something that I frequently say on this show about wanting. Um, you know, when you want something, you actually keep it away um, because if you look up the meaning of want in any dictionary, it's lack of. So I do feel that for, you know, for a, a, for a, even your whole journey in this lifetime so far, you've really wanted that that real deep connection, that you've wanted something beyond what you've gotten in relationships. And that piece, that piece of you or that piece of someone else is out there. I mean, I could feel it, but it's in a, in a distance. So what I really feel you have to do is tap into yourself and that, that wanting that you have and transform that into trust and, um, you know, kind of like whenever. And I kind of feel intellectually you do that, but emotionally Mm -hmm. you don't. Emotionally, I feel that Mm. want in your energy where intellectually, nah, so what? You know, so I've been alone, who cares? You know, but that's not what I feel in your heart of heart. So um, sort of try to tap into that and also ask yourself things like, um, so, you know, why haven't I met the person in my dreams yet? What do I need to see? What do I need to learn? You're highly evolved enough to be able to get the right answers on that. And I honestly believe you'll get some light bulbs going off in your brain and some sparks of wisdom that are going to shift your energy enough to draw in this guy. He's out there. And what I could say to you is it feels like a very, very strong soul level connection. It feels very aligned with your energy He feels like, um, you know, something we were talking about to Desmond in a previous call about being that support system for this woman. This man is going to be a tremendous support system for you. Um, I could feel that, um, that, that strength, that, that, um, solid energy in him that, that wants to be there for you. And I honestly feel in your, that's what you need because my guides are showing me in previous relationships, you may have had men that, you know, were on a scale of one to 10, you know, a four or a five as being that strong support mechanism, mm-hmm. but you haven't True. gotten really what you need and that's what you need and that's what you haven't had. And that's what this guy offers you. So before he's going to get closer do that inner work. Have those inner dialogues with yourself. Um, also call on that, that part of yourself, either your higher self or your twin flame that you, you journeyed with, you know, down the tunnel. But talk to that part of yourself. If you, were you listening to the whole show? I mean, did you hear me yes. talk about yes. when I was talking about those different parts of myself that I identified? I'm feeling the same thing in you. There's that part that wants the relationship that there's that part that goes, yeah, you know, I'm so used to being alone. Who really wants the relationship? Then there's that other part that, you know, is going, you know, slow down, slow down. We don't have to rush into anything. And then there's the other part saying, you know, I'm 67 years old. If it's not now, when will it be? Um, So try to get all those parts united on, on a single track. And that's when you're going to find success with it. But know, and this is the most important thing, know that there is that person out there for you. You just have to sort of get yourself as much as you're on track right now with drawing in money, 
um, you're going to be you're going to be able to with that inner dialogue get yourself on that same track to draw in the person of your dreams. And remember what we said before: if it's meant for you, it will find you. If it's yours, it will find you. So you weren't ready yet, and you're on that journey to getting ready, and you're almost there. So just do. I really feel it's just identifying those pieces of yourself. Mm-hmm. And really understanding that there is an inner battle. There's that part that wants it, and there's the part now. Yeah. Needs to be alone. Who cares? Um, but yeah. get them balanced. Get them not opposing each other. Because right now, the part that's saying, eh, I've been alone. Who cares? You know, and all this other stuff, that, that part's winning. And you yeah. have the control to shift that. But you've got to do that. You've got to become more aware of that part that wants. Why does that part want? What does that part that wants it really hope to get out of it? And explore the parts of you that are holding back and resisting. And why? 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 You know, so you're, so you're used to being alone. So what? That means you can't let anyone in? You know, explore that part and understand why that part is ruling supreme. Why you, my dear, are allowing that part to rule supreme. And I believe it's because it feels safe for you mm-hmm. because it's a mm-hmm. risk to go out there. It's a risk to get hurt. And I feel you've been mm. through enough, you know, that there's a part, I feel that other part of you saying enough already enough, you know, but find that balance. Yeah. Cause I have been out on the razor's edge before and I wear my heart on my sleeve and Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely. I understand. I do. But maybe that, and I'm going to ask Jim on this too, but what he thinks, but maybe that's something you need to learn not to, I mean, we talked about this in our last show and I brought up a quote that a psychologist friend of mine said to me uh, because I was one who said, no, someone's got to earn my trust. And um, this person said, and I asked Jim, and Jim said, I go into it trusting somebody. Unless they do me wrong, I, I give that trust. But this other person said to me, the psychologist friend, he said, um, sometimes allowing trust to be the cornerstone in a relationship could be a really beautiful thing. And that resonated with me so much that I'm trying to offer that trust up front. But you have to, you know, you have to be your own best friend and, and guard yeah. your heart. And I think that you may have to learn that delicate balance about perhaps not, you know, being open and honest, but not, but I'm trying to think of the right way of saying it, sort of control it and not, you know, let yourself, it's almost like you let yourself go bonkers right away. And then you've lost uh-huh. you. That's the key. Uh-huh. You need yourself in a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what my guides are saying is the key. Oh, yeah. So it's learning yeah. how not to lose yourself in a relationship. That's also a good topic for a show. Jim, what do you say? Yeah. I like that. Um, I'm, I'm hearing that we've got to parent those inner children. And in many cases, those inner children are going to want to go out and play in the fire. And we've got to be able to hold them back and say, yeah, the fire is really a good thing, but playing in it is not a good thing, especially for you at your age. You've got to learn how to work with fire before you can play with it. And and so when you find a, when I find a piece of myself that's rushing out to do something, I also want to have a conversation with that part 
And that's really what I do. I really have a conversation with it as if it's a different person. And we have a little chat, you know, because that part wants, really wants. And it's okay to want. That's not bad. What's bad is to jump into that want without having some wisdom behind it. And so there's other parts of me that can have that conversation with myself just to say, well, what, what do you think can happen here? Or if something bad happens and I want to forgive because I really want that person. And then another piece of me says, well, maybe this isn't something I should ignore or let go. Maybe this is something I should take a good look at, you know, just to have the wisdom to be able to stop myself and have a reasonable conversation with those parts. They're, they're not in control unless I give them right, control. Right, right. That's the part I want you to realize, that they're not oh. in control. You're allowing that part to control you. And I know it's exciting. New relationships are so exciting, and you want to indulge. But sometimes being a little, not oh. you know, shutting all doors, because then you're not going to ever let anybody in. And you got, you're in that mode right now where you're super duper uh-huh. protective of yourself. But, and uh-huh. it's because you don't trust yourself to be able and to balance it in that's, a relationship. That's, that's, a, that's, that's what another you have to part. work on. That's yeah. another part. And you can have a conversation with that part too and say, it's okay to take risks. Because you know, a turtle cannot make progress without sticking its neck out. <laughs> or my favorite, uh, ships are very safe in harbor, but that's not what ships are for. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you have yeah, that control. I'm not going to disclose so quickly, I think. I Good. I kind of like Good. I disclose too much too quickly. Yeah. And then, or I talk too, too much about myself, and then I, then I lose my center. You know, I want yes. to keep things. You lose me. you. Right. Yes. You don't lose you center. and don't do that. The most important to... thing is for you to stay grounded and centered and know who you are. When you lose you, somebody loses interest in you because you, you become a blend of them and they don't want them. They want you. Yes. Yes. Jim, Definitely. what were you saying? Yeah. Were and you I was going to say, and, and walk with all your parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't leave oh, anybody behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, I'll have to practice that one a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all do. Yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Good. But trust the process. Trust the process yeah. because that guy is out there. I just suggest that you do a little bit more work on yourself and work with these parts of you that you know are there and you know what's controlling you right yeah. now and explore that and discover all the things that are holding you back from being happy and being, you know, in love and being loved in a safe way. Mm, yes. Oh, this is so wonderful. I'm so glad I called in and talked to you, Lady Fontaine, and you too, Jim. You've been both very, very helpful, and I appreciate it. Thank you. We're Great, glad uh, you called in. Thanks for the Thank call. Thank you. Thank you very much. So going back to the show's topic with um, experiencing resistance, especially in terms of when we have cycles and patterns that keep on presenting themselves, what are some techniques we can use to recognize those situations that we are in the stream? You know, we, we are in, uh, we're in the universal path where things are kind of trying to push us in that direction. What, Jim, in particular, like, you know, meditatively, what can we do to kind of accept 
um, what's happening and let go of our ego and our need to control the situation. Haven't we been saying that all this show? Yeah. Just, just how to... Are there more techniques that you could give, like, you know, just very simplistic, like are there things we can do to maybe center ourselves meditatively when we recognize the situation and kind of center ourselves? What would you, any recommendations from you on that? Yeah, I I have actually stopped conversations to say, just a moment, I need to, I need to think for a minute. And, and then I'll just have a quick conversation with myself and say, so what do you think? What's going on? And take a, take a kind of a, a mental uh, uh, inventory on how everybody in there is doing with this. Right. And when somebody when somebody waves a hand and says this sucks, <laughs> then I'll start to start to figure out what that means, and 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 then I'll return to the conversation. It's it's like against the rules in our culture to stop. You know, we've got to always be bantering and, and stuff is going back and forth, and right. you know, so even the TV shows make it even harder because they 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 actually edit dialogue into being such quick banter and everybody wants to do it that way but really taking your time and having a conversation especially when it's about you know something very important to the self that's really critical so i stand back and 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 uh let myself talk to myself for a moment and just get a picture as to what's going on or if i'm away from the scene i I may just say can you hold that for a minute and then i'll try and close the conversation without making any commitments and then i'll later take myself offline and really dig deep and see what's going on. Well, what if someone is in the middle of, of these repeated cycles and patterns and they're not aware that they are in resistance and they keep uh, on doing this loop? How, there's how nothing you... they can do until their awareness. Some, that's yeah. why we end up drawing in the same kinds of situations and we get the same kind of pain. Right. Yeah. And that's why in the situation I gave earlier, um, I was very proud of myself, like you were in your situation, saying, I recognize this. This is toxic. I'm out of here. Right. And it's not yeah. necessarily I'm just changing the scenery. It's no. I, am, I am standing up for myself, and I'm not allowing myself to be mistreated. Yeah. It's a different situation was, than just. That, you know, was the first, that was the first two marriages for me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But I think what I heard Paul saying is, um, does meditation or any, you know, more esoteric kind of thing help to ground us or center us well, in order for us to get more awareness on things? Was that what you were Definitely. thinking you know, or saying? We're talking about resistance, and I feel like the, part of the problem with resisting the is flow you resist. is... Well, you, you just, you don't know you're, you're resisting. It's you're a in that jerk, pattern. And right. you're just like, I want things my way. And I said it before, it's the Willy Wonka thing. It's like, yeah. I want the world. I want the whole world. I want it. And it's very childish. I want, mm-hmm. I want, I want. You don't know that you're resisting. You're just. Exactly. You know, and most you the, people don't. The yeah. very best technique that I've ever run across for finding out what's going on when I can't see it for myself is journaling. Really? Yeah. That is a good technique. It's a there, great that technique. That is. Because I can stop and I can ask myself questions and write down the answers, write down the questions and the answers. And then when another question, you know, stuff just starts coming and you journal it, you just write it all out. And then eventually you're going to get to a place where it's a lot calmer and you can start to get some of the more quiet voices. But yes, it's a, it's a great technique. Hmm. I want to read something. 
Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I want to hear the, what you the, were going to say about The best journal I ever wrote was in college when my, uh, my high school sweetheart, who I had proposed to, and um, she broke up with me on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. She started dating hurt. someone, that one of her housemates. So I was just miserable for like a year yeah, because sure. we had mutual friends. And they used, they used to come over to our house parties. And I, I just, I, did, I wasn't very happy. So I had a little book, one of those black and white, you know, journal books. And I wrote on the cover the list of Paul's dirty and nasty things he's too nice to say to anyone. And I filled it up with the most hateful, murderous language of the terrible things I wanted to do to this couple. I just hate, 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 and just scribbled it and scribbled it. And at the end of the year, I burned it in a bonfire and nothing ever felt Perfect. That was yeah, so but good. that's perfect. <laughs> right? That's because absolutely perfect. I would have never you done it go. or said any of those things, but that was just, I poured it all out into the paper. Right. And then I destroyed it and I let it go. Have yeah, you ever, times, you go, go, go. Well, a yeah. lot of times that anger is sitting on top of something deeper. Always, oh, not and, always. It's a trigger, yeah. always. And, and so it's, it's good to let that anger have a little bit of energy. It's not good to feed the anger. It's not good to say, oh, yeah, this is feel yeah, yeah. Right? But, but just to kind of let that anger kind of pop its thing and then, go a little deeper and say, what's underneath that anger? And then you might find something like fear. And it's always asking those questions, you know, Mm -hmm. like, what is it that I'm feeling? Why am I feeling that way? And keep Mm -hmm. on asking. Sometimes you don't get any answers. Write the question in your journal. Write your question in your journal and then look off in the distance for a second and something will pop into your head. Right. Right. Because you don't think you allow it. You just in your, in your, in your heart, you're in your emotion. What do I tell you yeah. when we're doing the work? Don't think about it because then you're in your head. And you're intellectualizing right. it. You have to just ask the questions and just, you know, relax. Look and let it come. Right. Is um, there another name for the technique? Is it just journaling or do other? That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I I'm sure what... somebody's come up with a technique and they've written a blog about it and they're right. selling it for sixty million ninety five a year. You know, I didn't know if it had its roots. Hey, that's what I do. So. <laughs> what, Sorry. What? No, but um, I don't sell for sixty nine ninety nine. <laughs> what? What? But what you're explaining does journaling is a wonderful way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I had a client once that. Um, we were doing the, the inner work and she could only do it by journaling. She mm-hmm. couldn't do the work any other way, but right. you could also do it the way I do it with you, where sure. you just ask those questions. You don't have to journal. Yeah. You have to find what's right for you. But That's have right. you ever been in a situation where you're so hurt or you're so angry and you write this long email or a long letter and you edit it and re-edit it and rewrite it and keep going over it and over it. And then you feel like, Oh, I don't even need to send it. Right. Because yeah, you've maybe. gotten it all out. You got it out. And then it doesn't yeah. matter what they think or say, because you did get it out. The whole thing. If we don't, we're like a, you know, a pot boiling on the oven that doesn't have any vents. We're eventually right. going to explode. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's what I always call a trigger. But I want to read this because it's something that I wrote at the last minute before today's show that ties in perfectly with this. What I wrote is, in order to heal emotional pain, we need to invite, invite it. And you said that word before, Jim. You said mm-hmm. that's inviting something. You mm-hmm. need, we need to invite it 
up into our conscious awareness, which is really what we're saying. What is it that we're that we need to see? What what am I missing? What's here that or why do I keep doing that? Or why do I feel like I need that? You ask it and it does come to your awareness. And then I wrote, we need to care enough about ourselves to spend time with ourselves, looking within and truly being with ourselves as we are. So that's being non-judgmental. Not that, oh, what an idiot I am. Why did I do that? Just yes, be yes, with yes. the emotions. Don't do no, don't. Exactly. Be with those emotions. Even if you make mistakes, even if you, you know, have regrets on different things, just be with it. But mm-hmm. ask yourself those questions. It doesn't matter if you're journaling or you're asking. But mm-hmm. I also wrote, when you do this, you can discover an infinite source of emotional support and well-being that is always available to you from within. Therefore, everything I've been talking about with many of these callers about finding that external support, if we don't have it within ourselves, we're never going to find it outside of ourselves. That's the mirroring effect that we talk about all the time, that you have to heal yourself and be ready for something before you could draw it into your life. So if you if we had a caller who I said the last caller that I said um, what you really need is that support that you've never had in your life but until she gives it to herself and she knows she can rely on herself and always be there for herself and I do feel she is there for herself but not the way she needs it because right. she, gave, she, she said right yeah. well she was give, she knows she gives her power away and in that way she needs to be more with herself and more honoring right. herself right. and more there for herself and be mm-hmm. that support because it's, I believe for her, it was that tremendous um, ability to love and that tremendous desire to be loved in that same way. But sometimes, you know, we have to first love ourselves before anyone else will love us or we can truly love anyone else the way we want to be loved and deserve to be loved. Right. So bringing us back to the topic again, you know, with resistance, um, one of the sayings in the church is let go and let God. And I think, you know, Jim, there's got to be some Eastern philosophies that have a similar mirror to that sentiment that you allow the universe or energy to guide you. How can we approach that better when we're in the middle of really stressful situations where we, we don't want to be there and we're trying to escape and we're trying not to feel the pain, um, what advice would you have for somebody to dive in and let it happen? Just let it wash over you like the waves we were talking about. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like it's the hardest thing. I think it's one of the most universal things about being human is that none of us want to feel that pain or to suffer that. And that's what we need to do the most to get through to the other side is just dive through the wave. Yeah. How, how, how do you advise somebody in the middle of it to just put I their would, head down and go? I would, I would start with, with addressing the fear behind it. Okay. I was going to say, what are we afraid of? I was yeah. going to write it down so I don't forget it. That, he and nailed that's, it. That's, that's the, the journaling, again, is a great way to do that. Just to get the picture. So what, what is stopping me? What is stopping me? And, okay, write down. It's like, oh, my brothers used to kick me when I was a kid or stuff like that. And, and let it all go and then look at it and, and say, okay, so that's all that's there, but that's all in the past. And this isn't in the past. This is in the future. And it can turn out very differently. So I need to do something in order to have a future. Otherwise, I'm just going to get stuck here. 
let's go and see what happens. Right. Let's make an adventure out of this. Do you think most people don't grow until they're just exhausted from doing the same cycle over and over? Either like, that or they're pushed into the growth. Right? It's <laughs> the, how many people God do you know? God comes along and says, grow, damn it. Right? There, some people spend <laughs> lifetimes doing that. Right? They and never just, learn. You finally you get yourself set up and it's like, all right, fine, I'll just do it. <laughs> right. You can't. Some people have to hit rock bottom numerous times okay, before right. they're ready to really seek help. And that's a question I get a lot from clients that they're involved with people. Or I had a client the other day called me that I don't remember if it was a brother or a son that, you know, was a drug addict and was in jail and is with somebody who's a drug addict and he overdosed several times and all this t- stuff. And he, you know, he, he's not ready yet. And he has to keep going down that rabbit hole until he right. gets to that point that, he says, I need help. Or maybe he won't. Maybe he'll end up, you know, learning it in another lifetime. But there's no way to push. If you push somebody to learn any of this, they have to be ready. They right. have to be ready. You can't force any of this on. Some people live in denial their whole life, and they're just going to stay there. Right. Until the next one. Yeah. Do we have time for one last caller before we're off tonight? Yep. We have Khalil. Uh, hang on. Khalil. Hello. Hello. Hey. Tell hey, us how you doing? Tell Good. us the story. Hey, um, I am um, wanting to get into a, the Citizens Academy, um, particularly federal, because I want to learn more of the uh, tricks of the trade of, like, law enforcement. Okay. But um, because because I'm kind of confused about, like, the difference between field agents and special agents. So I was wondering if um, if I should let that go or if I should, you know, try to follow it. Because I, I was arrested one time, but my charges were dropped and my thing was erased. But I was just wondering if I should do that. I actually got a very positive feeling about it for you, so I would say I would most definitely look into it. I mean – Obviously, if you have a record, I think that would probably be prohibitive, but you said it was a race, so it should not affect you. Um, there, yeah. There's something, um, it's almost like I feel you are not fully obsessed, but you're, you indulge in this. Um, your energy shows me a, a tremendous focus on understanding and I don't know if there's another hidden motivation here because it almost feels like there is, but um, it's like your, your mind and your head is trying to sort out um, the whole structure of these organizations and who does what. And I don't yet see you merging with that. The important part in you being able to be successful in becoming, you know, part of, you know, if it's the FBI or whatever organization you're looking at, is for you to, right now you're keeping it as, uh, you're, you're trying to understand the structure, you're trying to understand how it works, you're trying to understand all these other ingredients, but I don't see you in it yet. Um, so do you feel that separation? Because I do. I feel right now it's a research project for you. It's not a true desire yet. Do you recognize that? 
Yeah, it's just I've been trying to look up the difference between, like, if you are a field agent, if you are promoted to special agent, but it hasn't been popping up on the computer. I've been trying to research that. You right. know, like and it, field agent versus but, special agent. Right. And why are you checking this out? I mean, that's the part I want you to start getting in touch with. Why do you need to know this? I don't know. Just like I um, have a – I'm – I know um, just the jackets, like the, the the raid jackets, they stand out with me. So, you know, you notice, I notice them more, like as FBI or ATF agents, when they're in raid jackets more than they are in suits. And that, for some reason, fascinates you or draws you in. Not only that, but also the saving lives and um, getting justice for people. And... Um, with me, I'm very particular about, funny about law enforcement and military, what's one I would want to be a part of. Like, I wouldn't want to be a part of Border Patrol or ICE, but like maybe mm-hmm. ATF or FBI, you know, what, stuff Right, like that. what I want you to do, see, this part of you that you're revealing right now is the part I really want you to start indulging in, because it feels to me you've spent a tremendous amount of time trying to understand the structure of the organization. And and that's almost like, um, you know, eating the cake before it's baked. Um, First bake that cake, put in all the ingredients. So I'd like to see you apply some effort into um, how do I, how do I, you know, what are the steps that I need to take to, you know, uh, apply for a job or what qualifications are needed and things of that nature, your desire or interest, or um, um, it almost comes through with, it's not a fascination, it's a desire. Um, your desire for to help people or be in the military and that structure feels very important to you. But, and I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm explaining this right. Jimmy's caught up in the outside instead of putting himself in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, like he's, he's, it's like, building a house when you don't have the foundation built. So, so, so um, I'm trying to think of a way to Uh, get him to see that. So are you right for the career? Is this career really one that you're going to thrive in? That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, Am I, you know, because it's not really, it's more like a a citizen's academy. It's not really an academy where I'm going to actually be a police officer. Oh. It's more of like a citizen's academy. So what, and, would you, um, what would you become if you went through this? I'd just be, like, learning more about um, law enforcement and stuff. I see, I see. I'm not okay. exactly fully sure. So, in but that what case, are you going to do with it? But, no, he has bigger desires. I can feel it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know that. But that's that's the he thing. He doesn't I feel, know that. Right. Well, he doesn't. Well, he does know it because he's looking where it could lead him. But he's not indulging in him being in there. Like, all right. So I start with this, and then um, once I have that knowledge, maybe I do apply for something else or go through some other kind of training. He's not thinking of those. He's only thinking about I need three pieces of plywood and fourteen nails to do this, but he's not seeing the big, he is seeing a bigger picture, but he's not seeing the big picture of what he's trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So, so, so what I kind of want him to do is take a step back and 
I would say go for this class. I feel if he's in it, he's going to learn from it. That's and what that's going to right, and that's then going to get him on the road to um, understanding what the next steps are. And I feel he will start understanding um, law enforcement and the different you know pieces, and that's going to more or less guide him to the direction he wants to go. Right, right now, it's like he's trying to take in the whole world, and he doesn't right. even know where he is. Yeah. Right. So in my experience, uh, I've been through a lot of education. I never worked in the job that I was moving towards in my education. I, I went to totally different things. Um, and so I just want you to keep in mind, Khalil, that your job, uh, sorry, your, your, that this education, this, this schooling will teach you about what you might end up being if you were to take this direction and may actually help you find one that's going to be more to your liking or fit you better. Right. Okay. I was very interested in what you said about if it was ATF or whoever it was, AF, whatever, um, right. yeah. about the gray suits. I mean, what's interesting to you about that? It's just it's something like it teaches you that it's what's on the inside that counts. Because to me, the jackets are not very nice, but it's someone that's doing oh. good, someone that's protecting the public. I see, yeah. Oh, interesting. The- yeah, okay. you're that's, made that's for this. Keep yeah. in mind is, is is what you're what drives you what what's inspiring you definitely, definitely. You're you're actually made for this kind of work. So I encourage you to take this civilian class and be open to wherever it leads you. I believe it's going to lead you right where it's supposed to. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Oh, good luck to you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. So we just want to say thank you to all our listeners and viewers tonight and those who called in. We really enjoyed hearing all the stories, and we appreciate you. Be sure to either follow us or like us on our social media so you'll know when our next show is. We're going to try to get two shows here in October and, of course, our special Halloween show as well. We have lots of great topics in queue and welcome your suggestions for the topics that you want us to talk about. Email us at radioshow at ladyfontaine.com with your suggestions, testimonials, or just to say hello. A very special thank you to Mike for screening our calls and being part of our team. Welcome aboard. Please visit Lady Fontaine at ladyfontaine.com for a reading or life coaching session. I am a true testimony to that work. And if you need to hear about it, just contact me and I'll tell you how good it is. Uh, for those you. listeners in New York, uh, visit Jim at East West Healing Arts in Hartsdale, New York. Also, testimony to what a great piano tuner. Um, <laughs> I love my piano right now. His website is eastwesthealing.info, and his Facebook page is eastwesthealingarts on facebook.com. I have my own show on Bulldog Radio on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time called Six Degrees. And we just want to say good night, and we look forward to seeing you on our next show 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Eye on the Future. Another great show thanks to our callers and wonderful listeners. Be sure to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook. Check back regularly for info on our next show here on Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. 
If you miss a show or want to listen again, you can listen to the podcast anytime here or on iTunes. Signing off from all of us here on Eye on the Future. Blessings and